0: Hello and thank you for listening to Speechify. My name is Priscilla and I'm a speech pathologist and small business owner who loves a chat. Please support us by downloading, liking or following the podcast and let's jump straight in. So thank you so much for coming today. I know I had to like wrangle everyone in to be like, come do a podcast with me. (laughs) But how are you today? Good, how are you? Awesome. Um, Let's start off with obviously introducing yourself as who you are and why you're here today.
1: Okay, so my name is Emma. I am a speech pathology student. Well, I'm now a masters of speech pathology student. Yay. I was, uh, I completed my bachelor's already, first tertiary degree done since high school. Trauma, Uh, trauma. uh, Seriously, it's been a long road, Uh, but we're nearly there. (laughs) Two years. Um, And I work as an allied health assistant and in admin. Within the speech field. Disability world. Disability world realm area. And you've been doing it for quite a few years now. Yeah, I've been doing it since 2020, which is now three full years. It does feel like longer than that. Mm -hmm. But that might just be the
0: job yeah yeah gets like that which actually (laughs) segues me into what I was actually thinking about what do you think has been I guess the biggest reality check into what maybe allied health assistant work actually looks like versus maybe what uni or when you as a student how that is painted maybe differently in terms of like expectations or what you thought the job would entail
1: yeah I think there was a big reality check with my first job as an allied health assistant um i think that there's this not narrative because it should be true but uh everyone talks about how much support allied health assistants get <laughs> and how you know basically you, you just facilitate the um the therapy and but all of that like planning and goal setting and stuff that's not your job you're not qualified to do that because we're not um, but the biggest reality check, one hundred percent, was being the like being the therapist mm. um, or doing the role or the duties of a therapist mm. when you're absolutely not qualified to be in that position. Oof! And that
0: opens up a whole can of worms on
1: yes. that ethics and the boundaries oh, of yeah. who should be that supervisor. Absolutely, absolutely. Because even that's not a simple question. You no. can't just say that. Any qualified therapist is the supervisor because the supervisor has to have as much knowledge and background on the client as the AHA does. Mm. You can't have someone who doesn't know anything about the client creating a treatment plan. And just like overseeing this said person
0: client file that they've never actually met before.
1: Exactly. They have no rapport. They don't know the family. Mm -hmm. They don't know the family's goals. Everything is communicated to them by the AHA. And that's problematic because Mm. we do our best, but we don't know and we're not qualified to know exactly what's relevant and what's not relevant and what we should be passing on. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, I think, ethical issues at 100% I
0: would agree with that. I was even reading on a forum the other day and this person posted anonymously and was like, hey, guys, I'm an allied health assistant. I've just been, you know, handed this client... He's using AAC, not really sure where to go with this. And it was just a plethora of like speechies and other, I guess, I think there was like mixed disciplines. Yeah. And they were like, hey, as a so-and-so psychologist, social worker, da-da-da-da, you shouldn't be doing this on your own. Please flag this with said supervisor. But I feel like this is, again, things that I keep hearing is happening Mm -hmm. time and time again. Or I've had other other health assistants saying to me, well, I started this job and I was told I was going to get this buzzword support, Mm -hmm. this supervision, this, 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 Mm -hmm. that. And then unfortunately, because of the chaos of our schedules, it kind of just gets passed on to AHA. Yeah. And then it's like, who is overseeing this? It's mind boggling to me. Absolutely. But at the same time, then who is in charge of making sure that that's ethically? Exactly. I would say it's the practice itself, but then that has gray area. So it just becomes this conga line, right? Absolutely. Who are you going to point the finger
1: at? Well, absolutely. Exactly. Because as a practice grows and there's, you know, potentially need for AHAs um, or a space for them within the practice or the clinic, generally that means that, There's also quite a few other roles, and it's not just a clear distinction of AHA speech pathologist. Mm. And it's like, okay, that's clear. One of the biggest things that I have when I'm
0: supervising an AHA is just the schedule clash of Mm. when I will supervise. That is a
1: challenge in and of itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially because so many clinics specifically hire AHAs because they don't have availability (laughs) with. Um, Which causes a whole other yeah. can of worms. Oh god!
0: Absolute, yeah, Absolutely. No. Because
1: if, if your qualified therapists don't have availability to see clients, how do they have availability to supervise? Supervised. Because they need to know everything about this client. You
0: cannot use an AHA in lieu of no a no. registered prac. And like I can't. I can't. I have to like no. scream that from the top oh. of a mountain and be like, don't do
1: it. That honestly, the the simplest concept, or like the one thing that everyone should know. The, it's in the title, assistant.
0: Mm.
1: You don't just let them run off and be like, you make decisions. That's never the case. Assistants don't do that. Well, not in this area. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this
0: specific topic. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's actually a little bit scary. Um, and I, look, I also think that's probably why the NDIS then goes, okay, well, we need to do a bit of an overhaul. Yes. And we won't get too much into that because that's not what we're going to chat about today. But yeah. I think change needs to be made. Oh, absolutely. Spar, I think, is very aware of what's happening. I hope so. But how you change that mm. at each level of each individual, it's so hard because you yeah. can make rules and statements, but what happens in the nitty-gritty of the day-to-day in a clinic, company, structure, whatever,
1: yeah.
0: it's really up to that person being...
1: 100%. ...you know, professionally obligated. Absolutely. It, it Honestly, it comes down to the person who makes the decisions for within the private practice. Yeah. And... Or any practice, really. any practice. I've I've also worked in lots of different like not for profits that are doing larger, the same. All that, yeah. yeah, it's my experience is only within private practice, but f- from my experience and the experiences of other AHA's or speech students that I've spoken to, it is the it's more so the rule than the exception that you will get a job that is using you in lieu of a yeah. of a therapist.
0: Yeah. I was talking to some of the students that I was supervising last year and I was like, maybe vet that before accepting the role because it's almost yeah. like until you know what the ethical boundaries are, mm-hmm. you might just start a job and start doing it and go, oh, why do I feel so unsupported? Well, you yeah. should be supported. yeah. Um, and maybe it's just about maybe a little bit more
1: of self-advocacy, but that's really yeah. uncomfortable too because you would expect oh. some sort of yeah you, know. you I think for something like this for I know that there are people who are allied health assistants and that's the job they will do and want to do and do it for years and it's not necessarily a job always a job that someone that a student is doing um, on their way to the qualified position um, but I do think that let's say a majority of the AHAs are in that in that second boat as students and taken advantage of in the sense that they might not even realize that that's not how it's supposed to be yeah um and it's actually i've been in the position a few times where i as an aha have been doing a handover to another aha and handing a client over and being in charge of making sure all of that information gets passed Mm. on and you know, case history and treatment goals and plans and wow. all of that. Yeah, I've been in that position before, and this, and it was with a, a an AHA, who this was their first time doing it and they're quite young, and that I had to be the person to say to them, "You need to have professional boundaries. You need to know what's right, what's wrong, what's ethical. If it doesn't feel right, say something." Yeah, and and I had to kind of break that ice. Mm. Um, and they and actually should quite even, shocked,
0: <laughs> and that shouldn't have even been that discussion. It yeah, it should happen. Like you, you shouldn't have to be no. that person. Yeah. You would hope that like the supervising speechy that you have as a supervisor and potentially just someone maybe with more seniority. Yes. was like great. No worries. Thank you so much for your service. Yeah, I will now delegate this to next person because exactly. you are now leaving this role or whatever situation yeah. it is. Yeah, it's interesting i mean we don't have answers or solutions but no. i also think it's something it's that people don't talk about because it's always like hush hush it's like yes. we should be supervising and yeah. I, I think there's a lot more complexity around it and i think
1: oh, some people
0: are uneducated on it some people are unaware of it mm-hmm. but i think the more we talk about it the more it opens up different topics 100%. and at that very least it Opens up the conversation for that next oh, person. Hundred percent. So I can sleep well tonight. <laughs> you were mentioning as well that like you were going through the master's application. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I have PTSD from it. But <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about what the application process was for you? Yeah. In the last year or so, because I know it could be a bit grueling and a little bit tedious, yeah. but. Happy well, days. It's all gone through.
1: Yeah, thank God. Um, that was, you know, it's all set in stone now and it's happening and pack packing my bags and moving states. And Off doing to Melbourne. That. Yeah, which I would like to put a disclaimer, like you don't need to do that to do your master's. I chose to. Fair. <laughs> I chose to Fair. move states. Yep, yep um just
0: cause but. oh there's quite a few <laughs> unis now that offer masters so yeah, a nice google search you'll
1: absolutely. find plenty queensland south australia like pick a climate that works for you and do your best but the process in general i was actually quite surprised with how how is say easy because there are some hoops to jump through but the hoops they're getting you to jump through are almost more directed at your like it's like citizenship oh yeah and that's sort of proving who you are and ident and less to do with why do you want to do speech pathology did they change it because for me yeah
0: i found it so daunting because at the time i got asked
1: yeah. why do you want to
0: enter this profession and to be honest, when I first started, I wasn't 100% sure well, why. Yeah,
1: it, and it's kind of like, it's a good question to ask. It is, 100%. Masters is very competitive, and it's. A, I think, you know, the people that do it should be keen on it, um, have an idea what they want to do with it. I think, you know what, me naively
0: thinking it was just speech and language, I think that was where yes. I didn't do enough... research and only speaking to a few people they were like I do therapy with kids I do speech and language there's other areas but I kind of didn't really dive into it so I naively went into it being like awesome paediatrics or adults Mm -hmm. therapy language development love that for me Mm -hmm. keep going Mm -hmm. and to the actual profession there's like six or seven ropers and like different domains and I can go to adults, I can go to children, I can do adolescents, I can do all of it.
1: You can – it is so broad. Yeah. But you know what? I only know that. So it's my own fault, but yeah. (laughs) But it's not really because I only know that because of work. I don't know that because of uni. I would be surprised if anyone that I went to uni with um, who didn't have any work experience in allied health, kind of in general, but specifically speech – um, and not even AHA, just working within a clinic in yep. some capacity. Yep. Um, I would be surprised if they had any idea how broad mm. speech actually is, and what speech pathologists actually do. Because I think even if you know, and apparently that's like the number one searched things yeah. on Google at the minute. What do they do? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: it's it's pretty. Um, to be maybe I was being yeah. harsh on my past self. I think you were being harsh because it. It's not something that's explained, at least not with the bachelor degree I did. Mm. Um, It's not very well explained at all. You learn a lot of theoretical stuff, a lot about linguistics. Mm -hmm. No one sits you down and goes, this is the industry that you're looking to work in.
0: And maybe that's a little bit of feedback.
1: Oh, yeah. For different industry leaders to Mm. ponder, ponder, ponder. deans at universities (laughs) are listening. I have opinions. (laughs) I have thoughts. I have thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> and I like to share them. <laughs> That's why I'm here.
0: Um, okay. So then application process has gone through how, what was the turnaround like what was the waiting game?
1: Oh, so for most, actually, do you know what, all over the place, mm. all over the place. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It was, there were two or three, um, can I name drop? No. Okay. There <laughs>
0: We'll keep we'll keep that one tightly because like uh, liability. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) I also
1: don't want anything taken away from me. Yeah, I I want to go where I'm going. (laughs) Um. So yeah, there were two or three that got back to me. One one uni actually got back to me within the week. Okay. Yeah, and that was like wow. Not me being shocked, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, it came through actually as I was doing a different application. Yeah, nice. And I was like, oh okay (laughs) excellent all right um some others came within two three weeks okay um and then the one that i'm going to opened the application process the earliest of all the unis that i looked up across australia yep uh and got back to me the latest Which Mm. was great, okay, um, because it was the only one I wanted. (laughs) Okay, interesting. Yeah,
0: Um, but you know, at least no shade to any other uni, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's just for the lifestyle, for the lifestyle. Fair, and I think you'll suit Melbourne so well. But yeah, interesting, (laughs) because I think when I did mine, it was like I had to write like a cover letter. I had to apply because of my at the time mine was a GPA, but some people use a wham.
1: Yeah, now most places do wham. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um we'll show my age. Anyway. And then, <laughs> they still they oh, still say it. It hurts, it, it hurts, it Mostly hurts. wham. Oh grey hairs. Anyway. Um and then I had to wait and I can't remember what the turnaround was, but maybe like yeah, maybe a month or so. Yeah. And then you start getting those, those
1: kind things. of like when you
0: left school and you're waiting for unis you, you to get back about yeah. the ATAR, whether you've been accepted or not. A yeah. similar kinda ish process. It is actually and a then, lot like that. I went through, but I remember having to write this cover letter and I was dreading it. Because mm. I was like, please accept me, but I don't 100% know
1: why I'm doing this right now. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, like if ChatGPT had been around I know. While you were doing I mean, it, yeah, be that'd be great. But I do think to myself so there was actually one uni that did um, interviews. Uh, not interviews. Oh. No. I've heard of them. one uni doing interview interviews, which I thought was really cool. Oh, no. You're completely right. I did do an interview for one uni. Okay.
0: Do they ask the question, why do you want to be a speechie? They do.
1: Okay. They do ask that question and they ask like what's your understanding of the industry or the yep. role and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, the the standard kind of things. Um it's a little bit job interviewish, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. it's not bad. Um so there was I yeah, I apologize. There was one uni that didn't interview. Um, and then there was another uni that contacted me saying, um, like you've progressed, your application has progressed, but you need to send back, um, like hear these questions, send back oh, your thoughts, I and don't then mind that. you'll Yeah and it's so like a it vetting was, process to like narrow it down. Yeah. It was kinda like you just were kinda like, okay, move to the next stage, fumbling through, stage. yeah serious applicants only. Exactly. Etc, etcetera. Et cetera. Exactly. Okay. Because that's I also think for the unis, it's a lot to sort through mm. all of that oh, documentation. I don't envy that person. No, neither do I. At least if you've narrow- narrowed it down a bit, you're a little bit interested. And depending on what uni you've applied for they have different numbers of acceptance right yes. some unis are
0: 100 some cap it at 50 etc mm. etc et exactly how competitive it can be yeah. and a hefty hex debt may i disclaim to those thinking about doing this <laughs> please look up how much your hex debt will be it is important for the rest of your life
1: <laughs> not to dramatize you it know what everyone tells me it's important for the rest of my life but i don't look at that number I don't. Look,
0: I only had to really take a good look at myself in the mirror and say, You committed to this when applying for my home loan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: People, I have heard one or two people tell me if you want to apply for a home loan with a hex debt.
0: Look, to be fair, I think they just take it into consideration, is mm. what my, my experience was. Yeah. But definitely that question was asked what is your hex debt? Mm. And that was not fun. No. So mm. I wish I could have, like, lived under that rock and been like, I don't know what the number is and who knows what inflation is going to do to it this year. Yeah. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Oh, so 100% um, in- indexing. Yeah. It was, it was not nice. So I think I was rudely awoken, awo- awaken, whatever that word is, when rudely sh- shooken, shooketh when I saw... Woken up. Woken, woken, up, woken up, up, whatever <laughs> it was. Um, The difference between my bachelor's versus my master's yeah. and that dollar amount is a big absolutely. one absolutely so i almost reckon mm. if you can and you're serious about speech pathology
1: do the four-year undergrad get oh, registered absolutely done and dusted absolutely if someone um that hadn't already started uni fresh out of high school or mature age student going back i would 100 say recommend go do the do the bachelor's yeah. don't put yourself through it for the hex point but also the point that I feel annoyed that I have a degree that means nothing I if I stopped now mm. and I didn't continue with my master's mm-hmm. the degree I have will not get me anything
0: I was the same as you mm. I did like a generic yeah. health science something with mm-hmm. no major with nothing else yeah me being 18 being like I think this is the right thing to do at university don't really know yeah did the degree did three years of it can't get a job no. in
1: anything specific. No, absolutely. You're not qualified to be a therapist. Um you're you can work as an allied health assistant, but you c- were still working as an allied health assistant before you graduated with that degree. So you've not really taken any step there. Yeah. It's very um yeah that's frustrating. I don't think it would be frustrating if I wasn't interested in being like, an actual clinic, like, mm-hmm. clinician. If mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a clinician, yeah. I wanted to work in research or, you know, something like that, Yep, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, I got a lot of really good information. It's super interesting. I enjoyed it.
0: And I think tertiary education is for all for that, but yes. it's frustrating,
1: right, because you kind of end yeah. it
0: and like, I feel like a more robust human being. I feel like I am adulting. Yeah. But then you go up to apply for jobs and you actually don't have a title to go with it.
1: No, no, nothing. Yeah. It's just like... And it's an expensive way to figure out yourself out. <laughs> it is. It's a very expensive and long way. And also not We should move to... What's the country way. where education is free? Is it Netherlands? Germany? Netherlands? I think it's some sort of Nordic...
0: Some Northern European country. I want to say Netherlands. I, I want to aspire to be them. Because the I fact know. that education so, is free means that you can figure yeah. yourself out and your life out. Not at 18. Mm. At any time. Mm-hmm. And you're not slapped with the hex. So but in saying that i know i know it I know. used to be that way true 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 true, true, well, true. Well, well we're not going to there. go there. no 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 we're not going there no no and we and, <laughs> and scene. cut scene my last question actually second last question was we were chatting about this the other day and i'm yeah. kind of really curious we were like where are the mq grads i'm yet Tell to work me. with someone no. from the mq so if you yeah. are from macquarie university where are you, are you working university? now you i'm just confused We just want to hear from like just anecdotally. It doesn't even have to be on the podcast. We're just curious. Yeah, where did you?
1: No, 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 no. no, We're not making any sort of assumptions. Just
0: where are you? Genuine curiosity. Yeah. Where did you go after your masters? I tried to get into that degree so hard. Mm. I did get into that degree. I love (laughs) that for you. I love that for you. My GPA was not what it needed to be. I have
1: to say, getting into that was the one that made me feel like. Oh, I am the shit. Like fair, I felt really good about myself. Like,
0: you should, you should. Because I was I was feeling less hot about myself. Yeah. Being like, oh sad. Very sad. Enough, like, but now I'm curious because everyone I've worked with, doing? and I've worked in like four or five different jobs now since mm. leaving, I've not met one colleague yeah. or clinician from MQ. That's
1: it's really mind boggling because do they go into research? Is that what happens? I was thinking maybe that because there's so much research being done at Macquarie on campus. Macquarie funds so much. They research. have a beautiful campus. I love the Macquarie yeah. campus. I
0: really enjoyed doing, yeah, yeah. studying there. I yeah. really,
1: really love. name drop Macquarie Uni because I don't have anything bad to say.
0: Oh look, I, I had a really great experience memory. there. I would have loved
1: to do my masters there, but you didn't yes. take me. I but would have okay. loved to do my masters there if I wasn't trying to grow. I wasn't
0: no, nah, I think Melbourne's great. I think it's the better state. I didn't say, say that. True. Yeah, look. Look, I do love seeing sport. Oh. <laughs> we'll stop it there. Cutscene. <laughs> no one who plays sport as much is listening to this. How do you <laughs> ever know? That you was can't a massive generalization. Off such an assumption. You will be shadow banned. Yeah, I will. Alright. am not coming back. <laughs> You're like, this is it. I'm don't moving state and on. I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> My last question, and I feel very Not strongly about this, that's a wrong word, but I think there's a lot to say about this topic. Mm -hmm. What do you think, sorry, let me rephrase. Mm -hmm. Do you think the word speech pathology encapsulates what we actually do as a professional or could it be renamed? Oh yeah, no, it could be renamed. That's what I think. Absolutely. If so, do you have anything off the top of your head that you could like say?
1: off the top of my head because I don't believe it's a pathology. I and think it's not it's just a pathology speech. and it's not just speech. That's the thing. I think if we t- if we use speech, I think speech language therapy okay is a better fit especially within I think within the Allied Health Realm, it's it kind of fits, integrates a bit better. Yep, yep, yep. But again, I do take issue with the speech language part because it's not just that, and that's the biggest. And you can't write every
0: single yeah domain. Do speech language fluency, feeding voice Voice, fluency, fluency, (laughs) resonance, AAC (laughs) shebang therapist. Like, (laughs) Like, can you imagine (laughs) our sign off? Yeah, can you imagine the
1: acronym for that? We could be an acronym. I think maybe it needs to be some sort of. Oh, I like that, but I don't. I don't know. Um, I hope that's not picked up. Um, yeah, I, it's a tough one because there is a lot, a lot. You can't even just say like mouth because it's no, because it's head and neck, mm.
0: and there's nothing sexy about head and neck therapy because what does that even mean? Sounds that terrible. sounds very medical.
1: It does. It does. See, that sounds like a pathology. Yes. Yes. That, that, that. Yeah, I don't know. Food for thought. Food for thought absolutely don't know if this will
0: ever make any changes but again starts with a conversation
1: it all starts with a conversation amazing it all starts with an idea (laughs) a hope a dream all right
0: (laughs) thank you so much thank you for having me